Good morning, people of God. The love of Jesus in me greets the love of Jesus in you. A very beautiful, blessed and meaningful Mother's Day to you all. Good morning, congregation. I greet you in the wonderful name of our Lord and our Saviour, Jesus Christ. I'd like to take this opportunity and wish all of the incredible mothers a wonderful and blessed Mother's Day today. Listen with me now as I recite the Beatitudes of a woman. Blessed is she who suffers with the young and the aged, for she has compassion. Blessed is she who greets the world with laughter, joy and anticipation, for she has courage. Blessed is she who lives not where she chooses, but where she is sent, for she has freedom. Blessed is she who listens, hears and extends her hand, for she has understanding. Blessed is she who gives simply and loves deeply, for she has sincerity. Blessed is she who lives intensely, for she has awareness. Blessed is she who has courage, freedom, dignity, understanding, serenity, compassion and awareness. For she is a woman. People of God, listen with me to the hymn, You Deserve the Glory. Oh, 
Let us pray. Lord, we stand in agreement with the powerful truth from this hymn. There is no one like you, Lord. Lord, we worship you and we lift our voices in praise for you are great and indeed you are worthy of our praise. Loving Lord, be glorified in our worship this day. We lift your name high and we praise you for everything that you are, everything that you promise to be. You deserve the glory indeed. Hallelujah. Amen. People of God, I wonder how many of you have considered the time that you spend in the queue waiting in line for your turn to be allowed into a shop, separated by the one meter restriction or a trolley, those who try to make small talk in the line, not so clearly audible these days because of the cloth mask. Have you ever gone into the pharmacy? Strict rules again apply. Needing to keep your distance, waiting, teaching us the importance of this fruit of the Spirit, patience. It's a very different world. I think it's a world that we all will agree will be like this going forward. Nothing will be the same. Equally so, I wonder how many of you would have noticed the, the cries or the plights of the people who are feeding and trying to make a meaningful, tangible effort to feed those who are so desperately hungry at this time. The background that I've just given you sets the theme for today, the paradox, waiting and emptiness. Paul speaks of Christ in the letter to the Philippians as someone who had emptied himself. Mary Magdalene saw the empty tomb. Today, because of our COVID-19 reality, the church is confronted with empty pews. Further to that, if you look at the plight of our communities, the long lines of people waiting to be fed by those who from a very deep place within their own hearts and spirit recognize the need and the needs of others. So today we speak of empty stomachs. Surely you, like me, would begin to recognize there's a relation between emptiness and waiting. Yes, indeed, today is Mother's Day. And a woman who was pregnant or is pregnant at this time would recognize you have no choice but to wait. You are waiting for God to do what he speaks of and what the psalmist relates to us in Psalm 139. I am wonderfully made. Because you, God, have knitted me together in my mother's womb. That knitting together process takes a full nine months. 
Once that home was empty, now it is full in pregnancy. The process results in waiting. The fruit of the spirit that develops from that is patience. Waiting and emptiness. I'm beginning to understand the imagery of God where emptiness is always transformed to fullness for those who wait on him. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your eyes, Lord, for you are our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. Amen. A quotation from an unknown author. When night falls, you cannot rush the dawn of a new day. When day breaks, you cannot rush the rhythm of time. You, like me, will have to wait. And our waiting is on God to do his thing. The test, however, in our waiting is this. Will we, as God's people, wait well or will we wait poorly? Waiting poorly means you rush into things. You do not wait on God and your impatience will result in empty promises. Waiting well requires that we wait, firstly, with patience, secondly, that we rely on God, and thirdly, that we put our trust completely in Him. You also wait well by remembering When darkness falls, the night begins its reluctant bow to a stronger force, the rising sun. And every morning, people of God, as the sun rises over our lives, so does our God. His mercy is new every morning. Listen now for the word of God. Lamentations 3 verses 22 to 26. Because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed, for his compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness, O God. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him. To the one who seeks him, it is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Amen. Friends, though not always visible, God is always near. Though not always felt, his word sustains all that is. All that is ever faithful, ever giving, always inviting and always renewing. So it is with us. The rhythm of our spiritual lives, reflected in new growth and fruitfulness. When we feel that we are in a spiritual desert and there is no growth, perhaps the transition is an invitation to rest. And in resting, we have no choice but to wait on God 
to do his thing. How often did you not use the phrase or hear the phrase, life happens. The rhythm of life indeed happens. And what it does, it involves giving and taking, asking and waiting, fullness and emptiness. And a mother, a parent, the provider of a particular family, knows exactly what this means, the rhythm of life. Our encouragement to you this day is when you are confronted with emptiness. The church is confronted with an empty pew. But our faith needs to remain strong in the God who calls us to work and witness in his world, even when the pew is empty. The word, the work, and the witness still remains in the work that we do beyond the church to reach the people he places on our path. We have seen the plight of empty stomachs because of COVID-19. Again, we have recognized that in our waiting for God to work and speak and speak and work through us, to reach those souls who are in need. It is not in our own strength, nor in our own power, but it is our waiting and our relying and our trusting on God that enables us. You see, people of God, in the absence of anything to measure, like when we are in spring or in summer, when everything is in full bloom, and the vineyards are full and there is plenty to enjoy. You don't necessarily recognize the roots or the foundations. But in the absence of anything to measure in winter, we are left with nothing except our roots, our foundation. So we go back to the tree, to nature to teach us. And the tree in winter asks two questions. Am I bare? Our answer will be yes. But then it asks the second question. Am I barren? The answer is no. Because you see, even in winter, when there's nothing else to advertise, only the roots and the foundation, the tree teaches us, you've got to wait for what will be new, what will be plentiful, and what will offer you fullness. So we learn through the rhythm and the paradox of waiting and emptiness. When we wait, we've got to trust. And in our trusting, we need to then acknowledge life in God still is. In other words, mother, father, provider. God is expecting of us to wait well and not to wait poorly. May you have the courage this day, this new week, when you are confronted with the realities of empty stomachs, empty pews, 
emptiness in nature, but a new kind of growth through what the season teaches us. May we wait well. I pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, who has the power to transform emptiness to fullness, always. Amen.
a litany of waiting. Like the Syro-Phoenician woman, Bartimaeus and Jairus, longing for an end to pain and rejection, Lord Jesus, we wait. With Zacchaeus in his tree and the Samaritan widow at the well, both keen to be liberated from a half-life, Lord Jesus, we wait. Many women around our community, confronted by the harsh realities of what is difficult, insurmountable, a lack of answers to the questions that the children offer to parents. Many Sarah's, Hannah's, Elizabeth's and Mary's looking forward to new life and new beginnings. Lord, we wait. And just like David's mother who waited with patience for justice that will be revealed, Lord Jesus, we wait. Like the sisters waiting on you, Lord Jesus, to raise their brother Lazarus from the dead, lifeless bodies are all around us. We see it, Lord, because of the addiction. We see it, Lord, because of the, the lack of purpose and the inability to want to be more and better. Lord, we wait. Just like the disciples, Lord, waiting for the fulfillment of your promise when you ascend, that you will never leave them alone or orphaned. Lord Jesus, we too wait. But we also recognize, Lord Jesus, when you went into the garden, you asked the disciples to watch and wait with you while you prayed. And we know that you ask of the church with the empty pews to fill that emptiness with the fullness of life through our words and through our actions. We respond affirmatively, Lord. Not only will we wait, but we will pray. Not only will we pray, we will work and we will witness and speak truth to power. The empty tomb points to the presence of a loving God. In you, Lord Jesus, we put our trust. Amen. People of God, walk tall, walk well, walk safe, walk free, and may harm never come to thee. Walk wise, walk good, walk proud, walk true. And may sun always smile on you. Walk prayer, walk huge, walk faith, walk light. And may peace always guide you right. Walk joy, walk brave, walk love, walk strong. And may life always give you a song. Amen.